Hello, uh, my name is Marcus Matheny. I'm part of uh, DDA9, um, Full-Time Data Analytics 9, and my capstone project is I'm looking at worldwide education quality and how that relates to um, chess players that come from that particular country. Wow, that sounds really fascinating. I I love learning more about subjects like that. So we'll talk more about the project and how you got the data and how you can tell a story with that data. But first, what were you doing before Nashville Software School? How did you get connected to all this? Why did you decide to make a change? Yeah, so, well, um, my immediate career before this slash, well, I was a writer before this. Um, I quit a full-time um not a career, just an hourly job in 2019. It's been, it's been four years now. Um, cause it was in April and I, because I was kind of dead end and I wanted to be a writer for several years. So me and my wife talked and it was time to take that plunge. Um, so for the past four years, I've been doing that for myself. I've had a few like freelance odd jobs on the side. Um, and during all this time, I have known, no joke, probably two dozen people that have gone to NSS through various, um, through the different programs and such. Everyone who's gone to it has just spoke so highly of the program and the teachers and the education you receive. And I've always been the kind of person who's very interested in data. Um, it's something I was doing on my own for fun. Uh, long before I had ever heard uh, the term data analytics or anything like that. Um, and so, you know, the years passed. Um, I'm not stopping writing per se, but most professional writers, until you reach the very, very tippy top, um, have day jobs. Um, even some of the ones at the top don't still have day jobs. So, um, you know, me and my wife are starting a thinking about starting a family soon and um having going from one income to two is going to be great for us um having the benefits because she's an independent contractor um that's self-employed so having those benefits is going to help and i mean they say do what you love right i yeah. love looking at data and so i was just like well i might as well get paid to do something i really like to do yeah, I mean, that's what it's all about, especially if it gives you that flexibility, right? That's a huge a huge uh, support for what you're working towards. Yeah, yeah, that's the goal. Excellent. Well, tell me next about your project. What did you end up building here? How did you build it? Yeah, so um, like I said, I'm looking at chess players and education quality. So what I did was, um, thankfully, most of the information I needed was pretty easy to obtain. Um, the International Chess Federation um, has a CSV that anyone can download of all of the players that they have rated. Um, which is, I think, over 400,000 players. I don't have that exact number off the top of my head. But so that was easy to obtain. And then um, education quality was a little harder to find, but I found one that incorporates a bunch of stuff from the UN, um, and that was also a CSV. Um, most of the 
So in Python, most of what I was doing was just cleaning that data and getting it to talk to each other. Um, the Chess Federation does not use the official three-letter country abbreviations, so about half of the chess players I had to manually overwrite their country. Um, and so a bunch of little stuff like that, and then I did a lot of the initial analysis, just kind of looking at what I had, um, aggregating things, kind of exploring. Um, and then once I was at a point where I was happy with the data, um, I uh, exported it out and uploaded it into Tableau, where I've built a presentation. And um, and yeah, now I've just got what I got in front of me. Excellent. Tell me a little bit more about surprises. What what did you learn that you did not anticipate? Yeah. So. Um, it's, it's really interesting looking at things like this because you never near, you never really know until you get into the data, right? Um, so something, one of the concerns that was raised to me what before I started this was, uh, you know, they're like, I'm a little worried that you're going to go in here and really it's just going to be the countries that are the most financially stable, um, are also going to have higher education ranks, but those are going to be the ones where people can afford to spend a decent amount of their life look, playing chess and getting better at chess as opposed to, you know, finding food and raising family and all of that stuff. And so I tried to control for that best as possible and was pretty surprised um, that it's not really that that concern didn't really come to fruition at all um i looked at i, I explored a bunch of metrics before looking into what made it in the final presentation and actually found that uh gdp is negatively correlated with um the country's education rank which means as gdp goes up education rank actually goes down which I thought was really interesting outside of the scope of my presentation a little bit. So I didn't spend a lot of time focusing on it. But once I saw that, I was like, okay, I've, I've got something here at least. Um, and then I was also surprised to find at, and in retrospect, this may be a little obvious, but um, so the highest rank in chess, if anyone's unfamiliar, is Grandmaster. Um, and I expected, I expected to find, you know, you're going to find more grandmasters in countries that have the highest quality education. Um, and I found that's not really the case. Um, as population size and education quality increase, so does the amount of chess players, uh, which makes sense. But as you look, as I looked at only the players who are rated more highly, um, it got less and less of a uh, clear connection. And when you get all the way up to that top rank, there's really basically no correlation at all. It's almost just random chance. Um, so I thought that was really fascinating. That is interesting. Yeah. Are you a big chess player? You know, the funny thing about this is I'm not. Um, this is an interesting data set. Is that kind of what yeah. brought you into it? Yeah, so I'm, I like sports. Um, I'm really interested in it. But what kind of brought me to this was um, 
in, you know, in another lifetime. Uh, I was, I studied psychology in school. I have a bachelor of arts in psychology. And one of, some of the studies I remember the most was where they actually studied chess players in these scientific studies. Um, and they looked at expertise and um, memory short-term memory retention were the two I remember most distinctly. And so I, I thought that was really neat, a really neat way to go about something like that. And so um, as we got to closer and closer, I was like, you know, everyone kind of has this idea of chess players as these intellectual goliaths, right? When we're in reality, I mean, there's definitely, there's definitely like a logic skill and a thinking ahead skill. I'm not trying to downplay the intellectual capacity of these really good players, but they're moving pieces around the board, right? We don't look at football quarterbacks as being like really, really intellectual, even though a lot of what they do is making snap decisions and based on where this person is moving, um, they can put the ball here or they should go over here and making those really intelligent, having to make those intelligent like decisions, whereas chess players have kind of a different rep reputation. Um, I, you know, I, like probably a lot of people, watched Queen's Gambit during, I think it was quarantine, I don't exactly remember, and it kind of just painted this picture of this these really, really smart people um, playing this game that requires that intellect, and so I just wanted to look into that, see how true it is. Um, seeing if the data supports something like that or not. And, you know, I, I played a little bit of chess when I was smaller, and this has made me uh, much more interested in it. Um, I've read a few stories of people. There's apparently there's there, there's been some news articles on this, but at the moment there is a boy who is, I want to say he's 13 right now, and his parents moved him, all of them, from Nigeria to New York City when he was, like, five. Um, they were staying in, like, a, like, a religious shelter, and parents were working, you know, odd jobs to try and support them best they can, and this kid turns out to be a chess prodigy. He's... He's in, I think, the second or third highest rank overall, and he's twelve. You know, he's twelve or thirteen years old. Had never looked at a chess set before. Before he was like eight, and because of him being so good at chess, you know, he got. There was kind of this story that built up around him. People started a GoFundMe for him and his family so they could help out. They ended up raising over, I think, over five hundred thousand dollars, just because this kid could play a game really well. And on one hand, that's almost silly, like whether or not someone can figure that out, should that end up as like receiving a whole bunch of money? I don't know, but it I think it's just really fascinating how these games, um, chess and sports and all these competitions can really uh, bring us together almost, um, showcase skills that people have and, you know, allow for stories like that. And it's been really fun to just scratch the surface of, uh, these individual people. I love that. It's so exciting to always hear how, when someone can learn these skills, the kinds of opportunities that are available. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great way to put it. The opportunities that it presents. So... Speaking of opportunities, as you're looking ahead now into the future, do you know what kind of work you might be looking for? What do you think might be on the horizon? 
Yeah, that's a really good question. It's sort of like almost a curse, but I'm really flexible. So I, you know, I've talked to some of my classmates in the cohort that are like, I really want to work in healthcare because that's the field I was in before and it's really interesting to me, or I want to do this, or I want to do this. I find data to be interesting almost on its own mer- uh, merits sometimes, a lot of the times. So um, I don't, I haven't been hired by anybody yet or anything. I don't think I'd be doing this if I was, but um I have, I have looked at, there's a few uh, video game companies I've applied to. I'm a big gamer and also just, um, as you can probably tell by the way I'm talking, I'm really interested in uh, the kind of people that end up being attracted to certain types of games, certain types of competitions, certain types of sports, and just kind of digging in and playing around with that. So that's something that's really interesting to me. Um but beyond that, I don't know. I'm just, I'm excited for what's on the horizon, but uh, the future is a blank slate, which is simultaneously a little scary, but also really exciting. Absolutely. Well, congratulations on getting to this next chapter for that blank slate. We're all so pumped for you and everything that's ahead. So congrats, and we'll be keeping up and following along. Well, thank you so much, and thank you for having me.